I've been trying to alter things about my microphone to make the audio a little bit better. Oh, yeah. And so I did change the gain settings on it and put like a foam filter over it to try to take care of, you know, some plosives and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But I just, fun. oh, I just barely did a call with Susan and found that in listening to just a sec of it, I found pretty quickly that because I'm so close to the mic now, there was a lot of breath noise. You know, there's a lot of me just nose breathing right on the microphone. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Those sounds are never fun. Oh, I can't stand them. I'll tell you Especially what. Especially when you're recording music or something. Yeah. That was great. Talk to me about that, Emily. You're a music major. What was, what's the, was it commercial music? Is that what it, what it was called? Yeah. What's that all about? What's the, what's special about commercial music compared to general music? So commercial music is like, I'm trying to think how to describe it. So BYU has a composition program, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of more like, I guess, technical like art composition some of it was kind of like weird like new art stuff kind of are we talking like paper clips on the piano strings kind of stuff yeah gotcha yeah so i took some of those classes and learned some good stuff but also it was just kind of a little bit weird <laughs> <laughs> so I started looking around a little bit more and the commercial music program is specifically like composing and recording and that kind of thing more normal music sure sure so yeah so like film scoring or um, I've written music for a few plays uh, you yeah. wrote um, you wrote a jig for the that concert that we did when the last concert we were able to do was in 2018 because of the, or wait, no, it was 2019, huh? It was then this year that the Corona didn't let us do our St. Patrick's Day concert for the band. Right, yeah. Was it 2019 that we did it at that church? Or am I thinking of the wrong mm -hmm. year? But you, you wrote a jig, didn't you call it the Little Green Jig? Yeah, that was Jeff's idea, yeah. <laughs> That's a good name for it, I like that. Do you have a recording of that jig? Didn't you send one for me to listen to? I do somewhere, yeah. We could, well, if you, only if you wanted. I usually have just like either, I got Mike Swan playing bagpipes or just the sound of drones as an intro or outro for these interviews. We could, we could trail off, we could trail out as the outro. It could be your jig. Okay. That could be fun, huh? Yep. All right. Um, so what, if you, if you could choose any, like, you know, of course, part of music is that you love doing it, but then, you know, if you can make a living at it, that's great too. If you could pick an existing vocation related to music, you know, film scoring, um, or like music therapy, you know, any, any kind of thing, what, what would you, what are you drawn to right now? What are you most interested in? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out, but I mean... Composing is fun when it goes well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it can be kind of stressful when it's not going well. Um, you know, there are lots of music libraries online that you can submit music to. So you basically write what you want to write, and then people can buy that from you online. Mm -hmm. uh, so that seems interesting. Playing bagpipes is fun. Um doing bagpipe gigs is fun i haven't done as much of that with coronavirus going on but yeah yeah 
it's I all think good. Composing Celtic right. musicals is a lot of fun. Yeah. What um what other instruments do you like? You know, I, I'm sure you play a lot of instruments. I um, but like sort of your go tos. What are some of your favorites that you like to? You know, if you're just gonna sit down and play around on something. Bagpipes are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, bagpipes are really fun. Uh, I got small pipes a few months ago. Oh, those exciting. are really fun to just kind of mess around with. What uh what kind of small pipes did you get? Uh, McCallum, I think. Yeah, it was. McCallum. Are they are they polypenko or are they blackwood? They're blackwood. Fancy. They're fun. The tax refund that I got was just about enough to cover those, and I was pretty happy about that. So Perfect. That was good. Um, penny whistles also really fun. There are a couple penny whistles online I found for like, the pair was like ten bucks or something like that, and they sound really good. They're plastic, but they sound like wood. Where are they tuned differently, like a, a D and an A or something like that? Yeah, one of them's a D and one of them's a C. Oh, cool. They have like different tone qualities too. The C one is darker, and then the D one is like the brighter, happier tone. So. Awesome. They're fun to play. It's the woody whistles on Amazon for like ten bucks or something. Oh, well, I have to check that out. I like, I like to do a little whistling myself now and again. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I, I. I used to have a sea whistle, but it was one of those that has a wood block to make up the fipple. Mm-hmm. And those they have an interesting sound, but I found them to be like they suck so much air out of your lungs. Like it, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work to make it through anything. They're just very, very breathy. Which, if you're looking for a breathy sound, great, right? Yeah, but a lot of the time you're not looking for a breathy sound. Right. Exactly. Um. Didn't. Didn't I see that you'd gotten one, uh, maybe it was a while ago, you got one of those, um, one of those like guitar style dulcimers? Yeah. What's the company that does those? Is it Seagull Guitars that's doing those? Yeah. Those look cool. Was that fun to play around on? It is really fun to play around on. Uh, It's really nice and easy. It's just got, uh, it's got the lower D string and then a higher D string and then an A string in the middle. So it's just all the way up and down the fretboard is just fifths and octave. So yeah. it's really easy to figure out like where the notes are that you want to play. It's not like a guitar where all six of the strings, well, I guess five of the strings are different and two of the strings are E. Yeah, but I, I do agree with you that like, I, I love playing on anything that's dulcimer-like because it's like, you can't really make anything that sounds bad because <laughs> it's yeah. all thirds and fifths. Like you just kind of can play around. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I probably haven't messed on nearly as many instruments as you have. But what I found is that things like mandolin and banjo usually have relatively reasonable, you know, tuning. Uh, what would you say? Like, like the, 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 di- the, the different notes that each string plays naturally, you know, it's, it's open tuning is like something that seems at least sensible. Mm-hmm. But guitar just baffles me. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I've learned chords, but it's like, I've only learned the positions. I don't actually understand why, like, why is it tuned this way? I'd like to know who did this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, with the six strings and with them all being so different, it's, yeah. Even if you do know the chords, it's hard to reach them or, Mm -hmm. yeah, especially with my fingers. I don't think I have great fingers for guitar, but. But great fingers for bagpipes. Yeah, it works. What what got you into it, Emily? I love I love the fact that um and I don't want you to ever feel locked in or stuck or anything, but you came to the bagpipe class that Garden Valley Pipe Band did, um or still does, well, pending corona. 
Um, and is that the first time you started learning bagpipes or had you started learning otherwise? Yeah, that was the first time. And, and if I remember right, you started one year and the next summer you were the pipe major for the grade five band at competition. Is that right? So, yeah. Maybe it was the summer after that. I'm trying to remember. You know what? It's impressive either way. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, you don't you don't have to be modest about this. You don't have to brag. I'm going to brag for you, okay? <laughs> you learned bagpipes very quickly. And not just like kind of like basically learned them. Like you got pretty dang good, pretty dang fast. Um, well, what thanks. what do you think contributed to that? Um so I was a music major at BYU for a while before that. Uh playing clarinet, which is kind of similar to bagpipes i mean obviously it doesn't have the bag the breathing is a lot different that kind of thing but the fingering is a lot the same and you're also used to blowing into an instrument quite a bit and Mm -hmm. so i think all that helped the bagpipes to come a lot faster than they would otherwise that makes sense. I've known I've had some students who were previous saxophone players that also picked it up pretty quickly. I think there's something to that mm-hmm. like finger dexterity that carries over. Mm-hmm. On the scale's pretty similar too. Um, oh, is it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's different note names, but just the way that it goes up. I see. Then bagpipes don't have all the accidentals, the sharps and flats and stuff, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, fo- focus on other things like the articulation, like the finger movements on bagpipes that you don't have on other instruments. Right, all those embellishments and everything. Now, it can be nice. Do you ever find yourself wishing, though, that you did have, you know, like just a key here or there on your chanter so you could get a, you know, a C natural in there if you wanted to, stuff like that? Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, I've seen make some pipe makers that... a little bit easier to play. Yeah, I've seen that there, there are some pipe makers that make them... Um, you know, they'll make a chanter and add a little tiny hole on the side and a key so you can open and close it for a for a flat or a sharp here and there. Or a natural, as it were, you know, for accidentals. That could be kind of nice. Yeah, I've never tried one before, but I, I know they exist. Wouldn't it be cool to rig up a whole band with it? I, I don't know if you could get consistent tuning for a whole band, though. Who knows? It'd be interesting if you could, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Emily, um, what brought you to the bagpipes? What... Have you always wanted to play? Do you have a first memory of hearing them and what what that experience was like? Um, so I'd never really thought very much about playing the bagpipes. I'd seen people playing them, like, in parades and stuff. But then I also saw the marching band and thought that was more what I would probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do marching band for a few years in high school and one year in college. Um, but then my family's been really into the Nauvoo pageant. Uh, we've been in the family cast a couple times and, um, they have a bagpipe band out there. I was in the, uh, the Nabu brass band playing clarinet one year in 2011 and we kind of saw the bagpipe band just around Nabu. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, didn't really think, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, no worries. Didn't really think very much about it. And then one year my family applied for the Nabu pageant, but we didn't actually get in. So we just went to watch it. And afterwards, sometimes people from the cast will come around and um, talk to audience members about their experience with the pageant and that kind of thing. Um, 
usually the bagpipe band people don't do that as much as the family cast, but sometimes they'll still go around and talk to people. Um, Chuck Acklin was walking around. Yeah, I, remember, I, know, I know Chuck. He's a yeah, great Chuck's guy. Great. I love Chuck. Yeah. And um, he saw my mom and started talking to her after the pageant. She was just in the audience. We weren't in the cast that year. Mm-hmm. And they struck up a conversation and mom started, I don't know how they got talking about this exactly, but I mean, I guess he had, he was a bagpiper, probably kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But they started talking about how our family kind of tends to be into like music and fine arts and stuff. Um, And Chuck was, Chuck started talking to my mom about how. Yeah, I'm going to let my dog out real quick. Sorry. Oh, sure. No worries. Just open up my door. There you go, buddy. He must have heard something dangerous outside. Yeah. Let him, let him go tear that enemy apart. <laughs> right. Um, he's like five pounds, so. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures that. of your dog. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's a ferocious little beast. <laughs> right. He thinks he is anyway. <laughs> But so Chuck started talking to my mom about how they could use more bagpipers for the Nabu Pipe Band. And since we were a musical family, she should have some of her kids learn pipes. Mm-hmm. And she just thought, okay, well, I'll pass that on, whatever. Hey, way to go, Chuck. Um, evangelizing, right? right? At, at It's like this, it's a church thing. But he's, he's what he's spreading is the, the good news of bagpiping. Mm-hmm. He's a good bagpiping evangelist, that Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty good description. <laughs> but so mom told me about it, and I thought, huh, that sounds interesting. Never really thought about that before. Yeah. And it just felt like a really good thing. It felt right. So when I got home, I started kind of looking online for bagpipe teachers and emailing people. Um, I emailed the old Payson High School teacher. Oh, yeah, that was probably Carrie. Band. Carrie Walton. Or Walton. What? What in the world? Maybe. I don't remember her name. Um, How did I just... Oh, well, I guess it could have been It could have been um, Leanne's older sister. Uh... Deanne? De- oh, my goodness. I think that's who it was, yeah. You know, I, I, I went to Payson High School, and, and Carrie was my leader, and I've known Deanne as well, but now all of a sudden when I couldn't say Welton or Walton, I couldn't remember what her last name was. Now all of a sudden I feel unsure about Deanne as well, but it is Deanne, right? I think so. Is it Deanne Thomas? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, yeah, so I emailed, I think it was her, and got a response back saying, hey, actually I'm not the teacher here anymore, but I can refer you to the lady who is. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty soon I got an email from Diana. Mm-hmm saying, hey, we're actually starting a new bagpipe band and we're going to be giving free lessons starting, like, next month. Are you interested? And I had been thinking, because I was a college student at the time and was thinking about how, like, how am I going to pay for this? Right, how am I going to yeah. pay for a set of bagpipes and lessons and everything? And so when I heard about how there was a free class going on and how I didn't have to buy bagpipes for, like, probably six months, Yeah, that seemed like a pretty good option. So Nice. Awesome. Well, and, and we were all really excited when you showed up because, like I say, you learned really fast, and uh, you've been a, a great stalwart member ever since of the of the band. But now, as I understand it, Emily, you're picking up snare drum too, right? Yeah. 
how how's that feeling because we haven't i haven't seen you for a while because of the corona and stuff like that i i've i've been trying to pick up snare myself too but you've gone to you're getting some lessons with uh with good old matt right mm-hmm. yeah. and he's a he's a great snare drummer of course so i'm sure that's top-notch instruction are you feeling like you're ready to jump into a competition circle like you're rearing to go at this point getting there awesome i mean i definitely need to practice a lot but i think for the next season i'd be ready any um unexpected insights as a piper going into drumming you know things that have stood out to you yeah uh (laughs) yeah i mean as a piper like a lot of the time you know you're kind of focused on playing your own stuff you don't know the drum part because i mean drum parts are kind of complicated um it's really easy to just focus on what you're doing. Um, and it is kind of easy as, like I'd noticed this before, like picking up snare, but it's kind of easy to just sort of ignore the drummers and forget the drummers are part of a pipe band. <laughs> sure. um, even though you care about the people. Yeah, let's be kinda, clear. You don't mean, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't you mean ignore the people. The people. <laughs> it's just easy to ignore, Though it might like, feel that way sometimes to them, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is easy to ignore the drum parts because you know it's a pipe band yeah yeah um and you're so focused on getting your own part right i mean it's like that with any band i was in winston finney at byu and it was so much easier to pay attention to the clarinet part than anything else naturally yeah Um, but yeah you forget to pay attention to what other people are playing and i would you know i'd kind of think okay, well, the pipers and drummers aren't together at this part. What can we do to fix that and stuff? Um, as a drummer, I've been playing along with, with um, they've been having those rehearsals um, for the past few weeks with the a bunch of people meet together in person, but because of my dad and him being at risk for coronavirus, I haven't been going out into public all that much besides like going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been joining online and noticing that like for snares sometimes it can be kind of hard because sometimes the pipers aren't totally on the beat and so (laughs) it's kind of a combined thing that yes snares need to play on the beat also pipers need to play on the beat yeah um also another thing i've noticed is that i don't know if this is totally like accurate but i thought it was interesting um if pipers are playing in a in a four four time signature, um, you think in terms of like eighth notes and sixteenth notes and that kind of thing. But with snare drum, in a four four time signature, a lot of what you're playing is actually triplets. Oh really? And so, as pipers, they talk about when you play a dot cut rhythm, um, the dot is held out longer and the cut is shorter which kind of makes a little bit more sense with what the snares are playing because Hmm. the snares aren't playing like an exact dot cut a lot of the time. That's interesting. I'd never noticed that before, but now you mentioned, I'm just thinking through the common marches, you know, snare part in my head. And yeah, it's like, it's a ton of triplets. I'd never even, I've been been doing this for over 15 years. I've never even noticed that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I might huh. be totally off on that, but it seems like maybe instead of a like a fourth of a beat, a sixteenth note might be more like a sixth of a beat. I Interesting. 
That's very interesting. So at this point right now, Emily, what's your favorite? You have to choose. Like, you can play both, but, you know, you have to declare loyalty to one team or the other. If I was going to just pick one, I would do Pipes. Yeah. I've always felt bad that with Pipes, you get so much more opportunity to do some solo gigs and make a little money to pay for this expensive hobby, you know? Mm -hmm. One time in all the years I've been doing this did I get a a gig for some snares to go play without Pipers. Mm-hmm. It was a, an ice cream shop that was, uh, they were like colonial America themed and they wanted oh, some yeah. like regimental looking drummers. So we sent two snares and they both, I think they both made like 50 bucks. And I was like, man, I'm so happy that that happened once, but it's too bad. It doesn't happen more often. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what other stuff? I know that you'd said, now you're gonna have to go to work today, but you mentioned that you were going to go fishing. What's uh what what kind of role does fishing play in your life? Um so with all the coronavirus stuff going on this summer, it's just kind of been a nice way to be able to get out without being around people. Mhm. But you're um, around a lot of fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fish can't give you coronavirus. So bonus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my friend and I were out doing a social distancing style 5K and it was like a scavenger hunt series of 5Ks. You would go do one, and then at that 5K, you'd get a clue to go somewhere else and do oh, another 5K. Oh, that sounds 5K. awesome. Yeah. So one of them was at Highland Glen Park down by Lone Peak, Lone Peak High School. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. Yeah. And so we were just kind of going around the lake, and I noticed there were a ton of people like fishing and kayaking and stuff and thought, that looks fun. Hey, wait a second. I'm an adult. I like have a job. I could start doing this. And so ever since you know ordering a fishing pole and a kayak online i've been doing a lot of fishing this summer it's been really oh you kayak fishing some of the time that sounds really fun i've never done it myself that sounds really fun see emily i i i'm stuck in a rut because see i had just assumed like oh emily must you know have grown up fishing you know she's got friends and family members who fish you know it must be a thing that she's always done but no similar to bagpipes you you saw a thing and you were like that seems cool I'm gonna do it, and you did it. That's cool. That's uh, you're inspiring me a bit here, Emily. I wasn't expecting that to happen this morning. I had gone fishing like a few times before, but yeah, it's been pretty much this summer. You know, my my father-in-law is uh, he's an ichthyologist. Uh, to 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 translate that, since I feel really smart using that word, and I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't know it if my father-in-law weren't one. That's just a fish scientist. He actually works okay. there at BYU. He teaches general biology courses, but he does the, you know, graduate work that has anything to do with marine biology, ichthyology, etc. is often his stuff. That's cool. Learn well, a new word today. When it comes to fishing, I feel like I'm under a little bit of pressure, honestly, <laughs> with my father-in-law being a fish doctor. Ah, but yeah. I can see how it would be very fun as a, as a sort of more relaxing kind of hobby. For sure. Um, so I know our time is a bit short, Emily, but I, I really want to know real quick, um, do you have any go-to bagpipe tunes that if you're going to go do a solo a solo gig, I mean, I guess other than a funeral, because of course funerals kind of preclude a few of the, you know, it's kind of like you, you got your set songs that you do for a funeral. But, you know, if you're just going to go play for fun for somebody or, or for nobody, what are some of your favorite fun tunes that you like to play? Um, 
I mean, as far as, like, if you mean fun tune is in, like, fast tune. Nah, Steam just... Train is really fun. Oh, sure, yeah, Steam Train. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, fast tunes, but also just anything that you, you know, you think to yourself, I get a lot of enjoyment out of playing this tune. Yeah. I have one of my favorite tunes is Suogun. Oh, is that, that's that, it's a Welsh song, right? Yeah, it's a Welsh lullaby. Yeah, that song is beautiful. It's really pretty. We play it in Nauvoo a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually part of the pageant. Oh, is it? And I didn't realize that. It's just a really pretty song. It's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I think the first time that I heard it, you, Jeff, Lizzie, and was there another person who'd gone to Nauvoo who'd learned it, or was it just the three of you? Um, uh, I know, like, Danny and Emmy. I mean, Emma. Oh, yeah, it must have been Danny and Emma as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first time I'd heard that song was when you, you all came back and, and played that as a group. And I thought, wow, that's beautiful. And I've since heard, like, choirs do it and stuff. And it, it is. That's a beautiful tune. How is it mm-hmm. spelled in case somebody wants to look it up? Do you remember? Uh, the way I've seen it spelled is S U O G A N. Gotcha. Um, it's so. A song, especially on bagpipes. And what. What do what do your family members think now? Now that you're, uh, you know, deep in this crazy bagpiping world, um, do they think you've got kind of a weird obsession, or is everybody way into it? I think for the most part they're into it. Um, <laughs> I was at a party one time with some extended family, and my aunt forgot that I play bagpipes. And so she kind of went on about how much she hates the bagpipes. And <laughs> she'd, she'd gone to the Pleasanton games one time. Yeah. And just hated the fact that there were bagpipes everywhere. Yeah. Well, if you don't like bagpipes, <laughs> Pleasanton is not a place to be. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, the games. Did. I guess Pleasanton in general, most of the well, year is probably fine. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasanton was actually one of my areas on my mission. Most of the time you don't hear bagpipes. but Right, right. Yeah. But so I had to kind of tease her about that and say, oh, you you don't like it when I play bagpipes. Um, <laughs> oh, no, when you play it, to... sweetie. When you play, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She was blunt and said, sorry, love you, don't love bagpipes. <laughs> but, yeah, I wasn't allowed to play bagpipes at my grandma's funeral. You weren't allowed because... to? No, she also hated bagpipes. <laughs> oh, and also my aunt funny. was going to be there. Then <laughs> um, also I was kind of new at the time, so it probably would have sounded bad anyway. But, yeah, yeah I just thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. Um, do you, uh, do you have any, uh, any member of your family or friend or neighbor who's like a really big fan of it that asks you to bring your bagpipes to everything that just loves to hear you? Um, there are some neighbors around, like right around where I live Mm -hmm. that if I practice outside, they'll comment, oh, we loved hearing the bagpipes and stuff. There was, um, there was one day though, this is kind of funny. Um, so I'm used to people only saying something if they like it, right? Because sure. Because usually people are polite. Um, so this one day, um, so my mom, like, especially because she's worked with a lot of the little kids in our area, like church callings and stuff, um, she'll let little kids come and, like, play on our playground set in our backyard and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they know that they can just kind of walk in whenever they want to. Um so one day I was practicing bagpipes in our backyard and this little girl, this little neighbor girl just kind of walks through the fence, comes in and just like stares up at me while I'm finishing the song. Mm-hmm. And so and this 
this was like a couple of days before a competition or something. So I was, you know, trying to make sure that I was ready. And I think it was my solo tune or something. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes in, she's just staring at me and I finished the tune and I lowered my bagpipes and I just kind of assumed that she was going to start asking questions like, what's that? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Oh, that's kind of cool. Something like that. No, she says, can you stop that? That's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and so I told her, well, no, sorry. I've got a competition coming up pretty soon. Yeah. I've got to practice. And so she kind of looks down. You can sort of see the wheels turning in her head. And she says, okay, well, can you play them quieter then? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Which, you know, of course with bagpipes. Yeah, no, sorry. You can't. <laughs> so I had to tell her, no, sorry, I'm going to be done soon though. Okay. And she walked away. <laughs> she left. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that practice was probably a little bit shorter than it mm. probably would have been, but. I thought it was kind of entertaining. That is funny. I think you're right that mo- usually people only say something if it's something nice, but you get that honesty from kids, right? Yeah. So I'm not, Either I could... that or if they say something that's not super nice, you don't hear it over the sound of your bagpipes. That's thing, true. So. That's true. There's a there's an advantage to having the pipes. Sometimes I think that neighbors might be actually an, an advantage because it seems like bagpipes are probably best enjoyed at, you know, approximately that distance. Yeah. <laughs> How, what does your yeah, dog think of it? He, he hates it. Yeah. He's not as terrified of it as he was at first. Mm-hmm. I was curious to find out what he was going to think of it, so I played Scotland the Brave for him, and he ran down the hall. So yeah, kind of felt a little bit bad about that. Is but. that the same with the practice chanter or small pipes? Is it just how loud the big ones are, or is it bagpipes in general? Um, I think it's just how loud the normal bagpipes are. Yeah, he seems intrigued, maybe a little bit nervous by the other ones, but. Yeah, mainly the big bagpipes he doesn't love as much. I, I had a bagpipe buddy in high school who he had a, a tiny dog named Chica, and he could get Chica to howl, to howl sing along with him, you know, when he's oh, playing yeah. the pipes. That was always fun. That seems like it'd be fun. Well, Emily, uh, I got to let you go so you can get to work, but real quick before you do, do you have any favorites to listen to, any favorite bagpipe groups, bagpipers, be it on YouTube or other recordings or anything like that? Um... I need to listen more, but Clanadonia is really fun. Clanadonia is really fun to are listen they, to. Are they the the ones that, it's like pipes and drums, like pr- like primal kind of stuff? Yeah. Is it a bunch of old guys with no shirts, but they're ripped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, they are fun. I want to buy some big drums and get my brothers-in-law or something, you know, to jump on drums with me out in a cow field someday, just model after Clan. Is it Caledonia? Clanadonia? I think it's Clanadonia. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. They are fun. I like they just it. get really into it. They do, right? I, I totally feel like they're owning it. They're just like, this is what we're doing, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. You, you kind of can't help but enjoy listening to what they're doing. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll let you go, Emily, but let's do, we'll do another interview sometime and get, get some more questions in with you, okay? Okay. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, oh, on your way out, as the as the sound fades out here, do you have any uh, any wise words, like any saged wisdom? It can be bagpipe specific or anything else. Um, I mean, this might be kind of weird, 
but the first thing that comes to mind is when my, <laughs> a few years ago when my grandma, we knew she was dying. Um, <laughs> so we had our family and some, like, my aunt and some cousins and anyway, extended family over there. Well, not just my aunt, there's multiple, like, aunts, uncles. But the bagpipe-hating aunt was Yeah, the bagpipe-hating aunt, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so there were a bunch of us over at my grandma's apartment just kind of having a going away party sort of thing because we sure. figured that's what she would probably enjoy yeah anyway so we were just kind of having fun talking and stuff and grandma was just kind of sitting on her um recliner with her eyes shut just kind of listening in on things we figured that she'd you know want to have positive memories at the end of her life instead of everybody just crying and stuff so we were kind of sure. joking around laughing and that kind of thing and, um, at one point my dad was sitting on the floor, um, my grandma's, my dad's mom. Gotcha. And <laughs> my dad was just sitting on the floor and he asks my grandma if she had any, you know, sage words of advice before she passed on mm-hmm. anything that she wanted to pass to us before she went. And we all heard him ask that question. So we all kind of settled down and we were all excited to hear what it was that grandma wanted, like what profound thing grandma wanted to tell us before she went away. And she just kind of sits there. I don't think she even opened her eyes for this. Maybe she did, but she just kind of sits there and thinks for a minute. And then she says, don't barf on girls. They hate that. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) 